Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your teen. Let's listen in. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of pain. Why on earth are we talking about pain with our teen? I thought we were supposed to spare them pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that a great topic? You know, C.S. <laughs> wow. Lewis said this, I don't doubt God's desire to want the best for us. I just wonder how painful it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's something about embracing our kids through difficult times when they're going through pain, but there's also times when we have to embrace our kids when we cause pain in their life or allow pain to happen. Yeah, and I and I say that when we start saying no, when we take something away, when we discipline them, when we limit, restrict, you know, difficult conversations, hard decisions, tough actions, it causes pain in the life of our child. But that pain that is a result of their behavior moves them to a point where they reconsider and reevaluate their current course. And if they never feel any sense of pain, then they never change. So much of our parenting is to filter them and protect them from experiencing pain, but that's that's how we learned it. It's how that's they're right. going to learn, that's right. right? You know, and it's got to change. I mean, uh, kids pretty much live a pain-free life up through 11 or 12 years old. Then it becomes pretty painful when they move into to middle school and even in junior high. And so it's important for us as parents to help train them about how to handle pain so that they don't move in a million different directions that are unhealthy and start dealing with their own pain through self-medication or avoidance, because if they do, then you will never grow up. You know, you never wish pain on anyone, no. right? You know, not all the time, but I'm, there's sometimes <laughs> I have with my kids, I look at them and I go, I just wish they'd go through a tough time because I'm tired of them mouthing off or something. I wish somebody else would teach Can them Can we really lesson. be honest here? Yeah. But, but, you know, you want your kids to go through some amount of pain. I mean, especially if your child's doing anything that's inappropriate. And here's, here's the reason why, because your child will continue in their inappropriate behavior until the pain from that behavior is greater than the pleasure they get from it. I mean, it's, it's one of those things until they learn, okay, I can't do that. That's like slapping your hand when something happens or, or somebody getting, you know, the intent of, of, of getting a spanking is not for the enjoyment of a mom or dad doing that. It is to help a child realize that you put two and two together here that, that you know, bad choices has an immediate pain that hopefully steers you away from that. And so the same way I think with our uh, with our kids. I mean, sometimes we may bring pain into their life by not ignoring that elephant that's in the room, mm-hmm. you know, that let's talk about what's really going on here. Uh, and parents have an amazing way to turn a blind eye to their child yeah. or to excuse the behavior or, you know, they, because they don't want to see a child hurt, they they don't want pain to enter their life. And then they rescue them from all of their consequences. So they bail them out quickly. If they get a DUI, if they if they are in possession of something, if they don't do their homework, I know I know kids that haven't done their homework that parents come back and say, well, I don't want them to go through that, so I'll do it for them. <laughs> And I go, are you crazy? What you are doing is keeping your child yeah. from learning and maturing and growing Which up. Which is setting you up for something worse than homework. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, somewhere along the line, you're going to pay for those times that you've 
You've rescued your child out of situations. I, I believe in protecting kids. I don't believe in rescuing kids from poor choices that they make or choices that bring about a consequence that they need to learn. Because of that consequence, it will force them to make better decisions later. Hey, I want to tell you about an online course that I think can turn around the crisis that you're facing in your family with your teen. It's online, and we call it our Families in Crisis course, and you get to pay whatever you want to view it. This four-hour course will help you understand the impact this culture is having on your teen and share with you some very practical ways that you can engage with your child on a different level to help them get to a place that they want to go and keep them from ending up in a place where they never want to visit. I sat down, turned on the camera, and shared the content of what I share at all of our Families in Crisis conferences that we hold here on the Heartlight campus in Longview, Texas. So if you can't attend one of those conferences in person, then take advantage of this opportunity to make those changes that you'd like to see in your family. And I'll share how to make those happen. This could just be the best decision you've ever made, to put some new tools in your parenting toolbox to equip you with wise counsel and practical insights how you can connect with your disconnected teen. To get this course, go to thecrisiscourse.com. That's called thecrisiscourse.com. It'll change the way you parent, and it might just change the heart of the teen that is causing the crisis in your family. Let's get real specific about what pain affords us. What What is accomplished when our teens yeah. feel a little bit of pain? Once it, in a while? it allows them to focus on what matters. You know, until a child realizes and, and puts that equation together that says, if I don't get up out of bed and I don't make it to school on my own, then I don't pass a test. And if I don't pass a test, it's going to cost me somewhere. Until they put that equation together, you know, it, it, there is going to be that lazy kid. And if I'm always, as a mom or a dad, running upstairs to wake my child up, especially when they're 17 and 18 years old, you know, at some point, I'm keeping that equation from getting to a good place. I mean, it's logical that if I keep rescuing my child from their own irresponsibility and don't let them feel the pain of their choice to continue to stay in bed, and it may be that they they made the choice to stay up late the night before, and so the product of that is just not being able to get up the next morning, that I want them to start putting two and two together so that you know it they can focus on that which matters and start developing some discipline in their life. It helps them connect the dots, doesn't it? Really it really does. Yeah. All right. Uh, no pain, no change. Right? That's right. That's right. There's got to be some change in a child's life. I've said this uh, all along that that uh, you know, my desire is to have pain in everybody else's life, but mine. You <laughs> Amen know, to that. <laughs> because conflict is a precursor to change, and so I want that to happen. But I, but honestly, every one of us, anybody that's in this studio, anybody that's listening anywhere. They're saying, but I don't want pain in my own life. But you know what? Pain has an amazing way of changing us as well. It focuses us 
on what's important, and it brings about change, and usually it brings about good change. And it's an opportunity for parents to step in when the teen is feeling some pressure and some pain. That's right. That's right. That's not the time to ridicule and criticize your child and to shame them. It's a time to embrace them and say, you know what? I know this is tough for you. If you need any help, I'll be glad to help you, but I'm not going to bail you out of this one because you need to learn this. That's what they call a teachable moment. That's right. It's an opportunity for that discussion. Instead of lecturing your child, start having those discussions with them about painful situations and realize that when a child is in pain, they want to lean on you. I want my child to learn how to lean on me during those difficult times so that they don't go off in other directions and say, you know what, I'm going to start self-medicating. I'm going to start avoiding things. I'm not going to deal with those things that are evident. You know, you're training your child for that next step of life, and that may be college. It may be marriage. It may be a job that they're going to have to learn those lessons somewhere. I want them to learn it while they're with me so that I can speak truth into their life while they're going through those difficult times. Well, let's focus on the parent here for a few moments, because if our teen is going through some pain, what specifically should we do to make that a, a moment that we can step in and That's help right. them? That's right. One, it's identifying, and I can tell you're going through a tough time. I know you're having a hard time. How can I help you? I'm not going to rescue you, but how can I help you? I mean, getting a child out of bed is one thing. That's rescue. Getting them an alarm alarm clock. That is helping them. You know, it, it may be, if you need me to help you study, I will do that. Um, that may be helping them. If you, you want me to do it for you, that's rescuing them. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between those two things. And so one, don't skirt the issue, but take it as an opportunity that you can help rather than them demanding that you do something for them. Face it squarely and help them face it squarely Absolutely. for what it is. All Absolutely. Right. And, and then uh, we need to connect with our teens at all times, not just when they're going through pain, so that we have the opportunity when they're feeling that pressure, we do have the relationship. Yeah, you know, I, I think, and I tell people this all the time, is that maybe correct your kids only so many days out of the week because you have to take into consideration that it is a painful world that they live in. To hold the standards that we hold to be true, to those biblical values, all those things, is very difficult for kids that are out there in a world that, that isn't necessarily following them. And I, and I think it's very painful for them. So for me to have a child come home that's already in pain, and then for me to cause more pain by talking about the evident, by bringing up consequences and not avoiding the issues and the elephant that's in the room, yeah, I may be putting too much pain on my child. And, and, and I would encourage parents, you just have to be sensitive to that. You have to look at your child and go, okay, would this be a good time for us to have a discussion? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I'm having a painful discussion with my child, I think what I need to do is say, hey, let's run out to Starbucks. Let's go get a cup of coffee. Let's go sit down and get a Coke. Let's let's go get a pizza and sit and talk and talk about some of those things that are difficult, but I do it in an atmosphere that's encouraging, not one that is discouraging. And this is also a time to make that spiritual connection with it our is, kids. It is. You know, life's tough. It's really hard. I mean, God said you're going to go through trials. You're going to go through this difficulty, and we're going to get through this, and we'll get through it together. You know, I, I find that there's not as many answers that God would direct us in as much as the opportunities that we miss that he's encouraging us to walk alongside our kids during those times, you know, not to just find an answer. 
but but to say be there to be that voice in the darkness for them so it doesn't get darker so that it doesn't get more difficult and that their own choices don't start causing more and more pain and we can encourage them to trust God absolutely, absolutely. And, and grow through the experience of whatever the pain is in their well, life well you know right and now. they've had kind of a pain-free life and this is their first introduction to it I mean I it doesn't mean that it's easier but I think you begin to understand that I've got to watch myself in making decisions kids can make some pretty stupid decisions when they're in pain. Well, let's talk about some of those uh, painful moments that may lead to some even suicidal thoughts. Well, you know, I, and I think some of those things is an overwhelmingness where there's a lack of hope. You know, for, for my child, I want to enforce consequences and I want them to experience pain, but I also want to be the one that's always going to them and saying, there's hope. There's always hope. I, I want to build that into them. So the opportunity to do that when they're, when they're suffering from being grounded for two weeks, you know, that, that they see hope and light at the end of the tunnel, that is something good. Now, this is the age appropriateness of how much pain do I want my child mm-hmm. to go through. I can't say, you know, grounded for six months. <laughs> a child doesn't work that way. Most kids in high school don't think that way. And that may become something that's hopeless. A girlfriend that breaks up with them, not being able to deal with grades when they're flunking, you know, because they are irresponsible or they're immature and they don't know how to, you know, develop some certain skills that will help them through things. Those become painful moments, but they become great moments to speak hope into them because I can say, okay, it's painful. I can help you get through it, and I want you to learn something from it. And because of that, I can speak, you know, uh, about a relationship with Christ, about what God would desire, share, you know, Proverbs with a child that is full of wisdom and, and just says, this is why we're doing this. All of this points to the fact that we need to know our teen. Absolutely. we got to pay attention and Absolutely. know them so we read all these signs correctly and know when to step in and when to help. That's right. And you know when to back off. Yeah. You know, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. There you go. Great advice, isn't it? All right. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.